Over nine to go. End zone. Metcalf. Touchdown. Gino. Michelle cuts back and walks in. Touchdown. Rams. Smith throws. Pass is picked. And the drama is over. No flags on the play. And Nick Scott has it for the Rams. Oh, things were set up so well for the Seattle Seahawks to somehow pull out a dramatic comeback victory over the Rams. But yes, Geno Smith, who came on and led the team on two scoring drives, had one last chance, but the drive ended quickly with that Nick Scott pick. The Rams kick a field goal to ice it. Final score, 26-17 to on a weird night. A weird night in a game that was played where we are in the middle of the night. Um, got caught up this morning watching the game and now talking about it here from our hotels in London. A weird night, uh, Greg, with... Uh, both starting quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson, suffering finger injuries, dislocations. Stafford grinded through it and actually thrived in the second half, moving the ball, thrown for 265 yards and a touch in the second half. But Russell Wilson had to come out of the game, which tells you that's a bad situation. And we know, Greg, what happens to the Seahawks if Russell Wilson is out for an extended amount of time. Do we? Because we've never seen it before. Well, he's I literally, can tell you. I'll, I'll he's give you a little heads up. They will never be one the of the worst teams in football oh. without Russell Wilson. Oh. That is not an exaggeration. Tell oh. me, tell me oh. what this team could do without Russell Wilson. Well, I've got a little Fox graphic for you. First of all, you know, some games when you're watching, you realize I'm going to remember where I was for the rest of my life when I watch <laughs> this game. And so I will remember being in my bed in yeah. the Landmark Hotel. Friday morning oh. football. Watch the first half live. Have to admit, I passed out then. Went went to bed. Watch the second half on Game Pass. Hearing the Gino, Gino, Gino <laughs> chants. Let's hear it, Ricky. Come on. The entire West Coast is going crazy good. with me. I'm going wild in the bed. I had about 17 texts. <laughs> Uh, at my phone, it really, Greg. Makes me, you like, need to calm so, down. It just makes me. It makes me so proud that. Um, so wait, so just many to recap. Pe- so as you watched Geno Smith play, Greg, in you were yeah. going wild in your bed in your hotel room last night. <laughs> well, I, I woke up for it too, and yeah. So I'll always remember that, and it's unfortunate uh, how it ended with Tyler Lockett slipping. Uh, on his route and uh, oh, ruining um, uh, heroic performance. But to your point that you think they're going to fall apart, and we'll get to a lot more of this game. It was fascinating. Uh, there's a graphic that we'll have forever. I'll I'll keep it forever, uh, where it says the second half offense. <laughs> this game meant a lot to you. <laughs> Three drives, 16 yards with Russell Wilson. Two drives, 144 yards, 10 points. Gino making checks at the line, impressing Troy Aikman <laughs> on point. Who knows? He was moving the ball. This defense stinks. Uh, but Gino gave a lot of people a lot of happiness Actually, last night. You know, I and saw this that morning, too. especially me. He is Mr. Friday morning football, Dan, now. Listen to it. By the way, he <laughs> lost. The Seahawks lost the game, Greg. Um, <laughs> and the, the wide receiver slipped as the dog ate my homework of quarterback play excuses. Uh, but... Let me just just well, what you're like G- you're like arguing the point that that has nothing to do with the quarterback. Of course it of course does. It has nothing of course to it do does. With the but quarterback. it happened, and it is what it is. I'm not saying Geno stinks because of it, but it happened, and that's the way things work sometimes. But uh, let me hear that Geno chant again when they're talking about like what's Geno doing at the line? He's checking. I actually have the audio down on the field. Hit it, Ricky. Down set. Hamana, 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 hamana. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's Peyton Manning <laughs> down the field, the old field general, Geno Smith. But I will give him credit. He goes 98 yards for a score, uh, and he's exactly what you want from a backup quarterback, um, which is you come in the game, and he was prepared, and he made plays. Uh, but the problem is he was one of the only players on the Seahawks that did. Um, and I'll start with the Seahawks from um, on this game because I, I just find their situation a little more interesting than the Rams. The Rams, good for them. They go on the road in prime time on a short week uh, and get the job done uh, even when they didn't deliver a top performance. But the Seahawks, again, are showing signs now at 2-3 and three that this might not be a very good team. And, you know, I, I watched the game like you did, Greg, this morning. I finished the game, and then I did some reading on the game, and Connor Orr, our buddy, uh, wrote a really good piece for SI uh, talking about like what's going on with the Seahawks. And, and he ended his piece with a, an open-ended question. What are the Seahawks? Because we know they're Russell Wilson and his singular talent and what he brings. They are two incredible receivers, Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf. But what their identity is supposed to be is we love to run the football and we do it successfully. That's not the case. They're middle of the pack. We play defense. That is not the case. I think they're, they entered Thursday 25th in uh, defensive DVOA. So they can't defend. They don't run the ball well. And it's all on Russell Wilson to save the day. And if, if he is, I don't expect Russell Wilson to miss time because that's not what he does. As bad as Ian Rappaport said, surgery is a consideration on Friday morning, which would potentially knock okay. him out. Maybe a week, maybe that's not. We'll see. We don't know. We don't know. That's an, it was a, it was, it was, Pete Carroll said after the game, it was badly sprained. He's a tough dude. We know that. I expect him to most likely continue to play, but how badly will that affect his play, even if he avoids surgery? And if Russell Wilson is anything less than great, I think the Seahawks are absolutely mediocre sub-500 in this division. I I agree with everything you said. What they are is a potentially historically bad defense. They are the seventh team ever to give up more than 450 yards in four straight games. No team Oof. has ever done five straight. So they could set the record next week. And I'm going to break a little news here. Maybe not worth it for this stupid joke. Uh, they're not going to break that record next week because they're playing Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, the Steelers wow. aren't putting up 450 next week. You got to play Geno in that game. You can get the win. Uh, but here's the thing. Like, people say, okay, okay, well, they played the Rams. They competed hard. You know, I actually thought, you know, the first half of that game, it was – you know, they're making plays at the end of these drives, uh, just like they did against San Francisco. At least they were being resourceful. Quandary digs with a nice interception, even though it was, a, it was a weird play by Stafford trying to throw the ball away. But two of the four teams they've played this year are the 49ers and the Colts, which are hardly offensive juggernauts. And, and you're right, Dan. I really was struck by the margin for error that Russell Wilson plays with versus the margin for error Matthew Stafford plays with. Because mm, think of the mistakes yeah. Matthew Stafford made in this game. At least three or four drives ended because he just missed throws, just missed open throws. And he made a lot of great plays by the end of that game. Also had an interception when he was trying to throw the ball away. That was like something we would mock lesser quarterbacks for. And then he, and then he balled out and played great too. But it's like if Russell Wilson is making half of those mistakes, they're not winning. They're not even competing. Like he has to almost be perfect for them to win. And that, that's tough to play that way. Uh, no, I totally agree. Their running game, uh, the Rams, which, you know, they've suffered all the injuries, but they seem to have something uh, in a one-two punch of Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle. 
Uh, they were doing well. They complement each other well. And I was hoping you were going to bring it up, Greg, uh, because I know Seahawks fans don't want to hear it from me, of all people. But Jamal Adams is a problem on their defense right now. And the Rams were able to take advantage of Jamal Adams, which is not supposed to be when you give up the two first-round picks, when you give the biggest deal ever to a safety out this summer. He's supposed to be a weapon. He's still... You surprised me with that stat, Greg, that Jamal Adams is not, doesn't have a pressure on a quarterback, a hurry this season yet. I don't think he had one on Thursday night. And they are not rushing him as much, and they're using him more in coverage, and he's a liability. That he was, I believe Troy Aikman put it as it was like a no contest or something like that. Something like that when, Tyler, when Higby beat Tyler him Higby. Okay, and then the the Sean Jackson 65-yard play, that was not a well-thrown ball by Matthew Stafford. That was underthrown. That's the play that your safety needs to react to, snatch that out of the air, and change the game. Instead, Jamal gets turned around and gets beat bad. So I'm not, like, celebrating, although this a bad Seahawks <laughs> you season are, it's is a higher, it's a higher it. draft pick for the Jets. So obviously I have something invested uh, fandom-wise. But this is something to track now. And when I woke up this morning and I turned on Twitter – uh, and Jamal Adams was trending. I was like, oh, God, I hope he's not hurt, number one. And then number two, oh, that's why he's trending. <laughs> that's another issue for the Seahawks. That, that was like me trying to figure out through all these texts. I hadn't watched the game yet what exactly was going to happen. I knew Gino was heavily involved. Unfortunately, Same. you know, it's our friend Zumwalt blew it for me because one one text was like, Gino, exclamation, exclamation. And then the next one was Gino being Gino. And I was like, okay, something went wrong at the end. <laughs> uh, you're, you're right about Adams. If you think about him versus Ramsey, it's it's hard. Of like, of course, Jalen Ramsey is better. But when you think about that, what you gave up to get Jalen Ramsey and what you gave up to get Jamal Adams and the money, like it's all kind of in the same area. And I think of the two drives in the first half of that game where Aaron Donald stops one drive cold, their best player. And then Jalen Ramsey competes and stops another drive cold uh, with a you know tipped ball that turns into an interception. And he competed against DK Metcalf all night. Metcalf had a couple wins. Ramsey certainly had his own. Whereas they don't really have those guys on the Seahawks defense. In theory, it's Adams. And, and Wagner is not quite the player he was. They don't have the same pass rush. So you're right. It kind of goes back to Russell having to carry everything. And it gets to something. I don't, do we want to have a Russell talk? Because I heard something from the pregame with Jay Glazer that I found I found very interesting. Why don't we have a Russell talk? Go ahead. Okay. Cuz Glazer <laughs> watched <laughs> thought we kind of were already, but just Yeah, no, I know. Just say it. Just I was just honking it. so much and yeah, I was no. just like, okay, I should stop. The honky tonk, man. Go ahead. Glazer watched Aaron Andrews and Russell Wilson on a deck, you know, with the water behind them <laughs> Where in is the this mountains. Going? <laughs> In the Fox pre, like they were all very proud of the production value they put into this. And Russell Wilson during that at one point was like, "You know, Aaron, like thing things got really blown out of proportion with with everything oh, that gosh. happened this offseason. I was like, "Okay." And I really love Jay Glazer because when they came out of the video, he didn't mince words. He was like, "It wasn't blown out of proportion. Like, what's he talking about?" Russell Wilson made it very clear if they don't upgrade things around him, that he wants to go. And the way things are going. I've got my doubts. And that was Jay Glazer talking. And I thought, ooh, ooh, okay, this is good. That's why this, we talked about it, like when that drama with Russell Wilson played out, it wasn't at the level of the Aaron Rodgers storyline this summer. But it was significant that there were were cracks in the relationship. And you knew this season for the Seahawks is going to be very important because if they either bomb out in the playoffs again or – God forbid, and this is something that's never happened in the Russell Wilson or just bomb in the regular season, 
you imagine the relationship could go south permanently. So this, this is there's a lot on the line right now, and and Russell needs to get healthy uh, to remove some of the clouds uh, over Lumen Field right now. I want to give a shout out to. Um, First of all, this has been a really good episode, a good app, uh, Ricky, uh, for a segment that I had kind of forgotten about. And I thank a user for Twitter on Twitter for reminding me that we've been able to do this. Bring it back. Hit it. And now another edition of Sipping on Vino, Checking on Gino. Yeah, this is a good app. I mean, I feel like it's been a good Gino Vino app. I don't know. Well, this is it. I almost don't want him to start against the Steelers because this is like this was his legacy moment. I feel like he just Greg, the five, game ended five more years. An interception. Did you? Did we watch the same game? Yeah, he moved the ball up and down the field. Two straight scoring drives. Great throws. Touchdown I know. Uh, against the good defense. I mean, it, here's the reality. But what like, bar? What bar are we attempting to clear here, Greg? When it ends with two successful drives and then an interception that loses the game, even if the wide receiver felt didn't, he wanted to he, play again. He came in down two scores. I mean, he played two, two, what three drives? He threw as many touchdowns as Stafford and Wilson, who played the whole game. All right, that was a good one. Ricky. He played much more. Give, give a little love to, you know, players matter here. Hender, Henderson matter. Deshaun Jackson Greg, matters. He's Rams Greg, got take it easy. Greg. Shut up. Relax. We'll find out what this phone call is right after the break. I've, I've got someone calling. <laughs> and that Hello? was another edition of <laughs> Sipping on Vino, Checking on Gino. I don't know. They're checking if I need some service. I just hung up on Greg's on tilt a little bit right now. What are you ordering? <laughs> we had a, a late night. No, I think it's like, you know, I've just had the do not Hello? disturb no, come back later. button on since I got here. And they're like, do you ever want someone to come here? Hey, actually, that's a good question. Do you have them when you're here? Like when you're in a hotel anywhere? Do you? I leave the do not disturb sign on. I don't need them changing the sheets every day. Like I'd rather keep my own self. That, in this the- is a good question. This is interesting. Yeah, because um, you had it on Do Not Disturb. Uh, yeah, like hotel. Uh, depends. After a handful of days, if I'm out then for the day, then you'll take it off. But yeah, generally, I don't like them coming in. I got, yeah, by the too. way, I got audio of the phone call just now. Hello, Mr. Rosenthal. We heard uncontrollable moaning during an American <laughs> football contest coming from your room. Please keep it down. Cheerio. <laughs> Nailed it. The um, Atlanta Falcons <laughs> cheerleaders ridiculous. are staying on my floor. And yeah, I kid are. you not, they were racing each other in the halls. They were like giggling, running as fast as they could in the well, halls. This is, this is your chance here, Ricky. You know, <laughs> there's different rules when you're overseas. You know, uh, yeah, they were all in front of We We all are getting COVID tests while we're over here to be safe. And there were 30 of them in line before me uh, for my COVID test. Uh, and Greg's pickup line was like, hey, you like Geno Smith? <laughs> I sure I mean, do. I'm not, I'm not giving pickup lines, please. You know, it's it's fun. You want cheerleaders are more than just dancers and and good looking women. They have there's layers to them. But then when you tell me that you run into actual cheerleaders and they're just like sprinting up and down a hotel hallway, <laughs> laughing and giggling, it's like that doesn't sound like a very layered personality. It um, was weird because Greg was racing with them. He was like, I can run really fast. I'm s- sneaky athletic. people. Say. Shout out to Robert Woods and shout out to Robert Woods fantasy owners if you uh, held the line and kept uh, kept him involved with your starting lineup. 12 for 150 on 14 targets. Um, the Rams 4-1. Four, four and one. They're in good shape. 
The Seahawks, two and three, not in good shape. And we'll find out what's going on with really both quarterbacks. Keep an eye on the Stafford finger situation, too. We'll see if he's fine. He he certainly was uh, productive in the second half. But, again, this is a veteran quarterback, and it's a hand injury. So, Um, All right. Good times in London. We are in our respective hotel rooms right now recording, as you probably have put together by now. Um, and we had an incredible, incredible uh, Thursday night uh, with the listeners here in London and surrounding territories, our, our live shows, awesome stuff. And uh, we just want to thank everybody listening right now who came out last night. There were people from England, from Ireland, from Germany, from Scotland, from where else? Wales. Australia. Wales. Australia. I think, they, I think they probably just lived here. I don't think they flew in for the flight, the show, but yeah. you never know. America. I mean, we had every. How about our country. buddy Will Robinson, a former Robinson. around the NFL desk uh, editor who flew in from Amsterdam? You you uh, specifically called out the Asian market, Greg, um, on our last show. Anybody that came in from Asia. Well, Australia is the Asian Pacific, so let's we'll little, count that. A little bit of a stretch. I think we heard New a Zealand. Bit of a stretch. No, it's. I mean, it's literally. That's what they say. The Asian Pacific, New Zealand. I think we had. No, it was amazing. I mean, uh, an impromptu chant. Dan, you did it. Um, had a really nice touch bringing a, this picture of Wes uh, that you brought up to the front of the stage, and uh, we did two shows. In the first show, like just an impromptu chanting of Wes, which just, oh, that was like, cool. Shent sh- oh shivers my God. up my like, back. Yeah. That was one it was, of the, it was uh, awesome. favorite moments in the history of our show, um, and uh, that was that was really nice. And they and the fans after the show, you know, we were talking to them, and they, you know, really to hear all the all the nice things that they had to say about what the show meant to them and how it how it has helped them and times of hardships and you know during COVID and all that. It was uh, just understand we are um, aware um, and we you know take it seriously and we're very uh, indebted to you guys for uh, loving the show as long as you have. So thank you for your support. That was a special night. Um, yeah, we love amazing. you. It's so it, it, it felt like the, the energy back and forth, like it, it gives, it gives me a lot of energy too, to hear all those stories about, about what, what Wes met and the show and everything. So we're looking forward to doing it again. It's not like this will be the last time. It felt good. I'm still riding on a high when the guy was like, you know, everyone's quiet and they bring me out first. Ricky Hollywood. I got the music going. I'm up there. Uh-huh. Got to do a little intro. Feeling good. Blood is blood. Oh, you is were up pumping. there the whole time. You did. Ricky was Greg awesome. and I were behind a curtain and Ricky did 25 minutes of material. And we're like, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, it was awesome. Mark Sessler was missed uh, by the audience, missed by us. I don't know if how we how we would even fit him on the stage. It was a very yeah, small stage. Yeah, it was stage. so small. Well, I would have got the At boot, the top secret <laughs> comedy <laughs> club. <laughs> but uh, no, it was, uh, it was a unique show. I don't imagine we'll ever do it again where it's just me, Greg, and Ricky, the three amigos. But uh, it, it was a memorable night. So thank you for everyone coming out. Um, coming up on the show Sunday night, we will be doing uh, our flagship program, recapping the rest of the week five games Um we will be at the Big Tot, the Hot Toddy, on Sunday for Jets-Falcons. Uh, do all our work with Sky Sports, Neil Reynolds and the whole gang. and then we'll, All day. Uh, More than we've ever been on. We'll be on all day. Not just the sideline right. during the game, but in the studio throughout the, so make the next sure, couple of Well, I was going to say, I've, 
you you will be watching if you're over here uh sky sports so you're going to see plenty of our mugs um so uh that's coming up and then we will give you that show recapping all the games back at the hotel room on sunday night here in the uk monday morning actually uh and that is it all right Dan, you want to go doing? to the you want to go to the jets bar nick mangold will be there yeah hell because yeah because we didn't we didn't go to jets practice no. so go get my pint no. I, I will. Yes, that we did a go get my pint segment on the live show. Uh, Ricky threw it out there that we wouldn't make Jets practice. And I would have gone. I really would have gone as, uh, if it was if it wasn't an hour and 15 minutes away. That was like yeah. a bridge too far for me. Maybe literally a bridge too far. Um, <laughs> but instead, I will go to the Jets bar and hope and maybe uh, I'll meet some more podcast fans there. And hopefully I'll meet Nick Mangle, one of my favorite Jets of all time. One of the great centers the team ever had. And I think a Hall of Fame level player. So I'm going to. Enjoy that moment if I have it. All right. That's it. Anybody have anything else to add? No, that was beautifully recapped by our tugboat, our host. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's uh, close it out with, a, yeah, one last time, frags on Gina. And that was another edition of Sipping on Vino, Checking on Gino. What? Hello? <laughs> what the? Um, no, I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, madam. Would you like some services in your room today? No, I know. That, did you get out of my hotel room? Your answer was... Up. Your answer was better than my total panic and then hanging up <laughs> responding. I wasn't really I sure guess, what she said. I guess I you should be accept, oh, yeah. expecting a call any second now. Yeah. <laughs> All right.